0: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see
3: Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Maria Wong, and the theme for our show today is The Gift of Movies. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The
0: Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit beTheStarUR.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and positive media- message media.
3: It's the season for giving, so give big! Now, I don't know about you, Brigitte, but I'm really looking forward to today's show as we have four completely different reporters with four different perspectives about movies. And to kick off our movie madness is the Lion Roar reporter, Katie Lyons, who is here to focus on sports and movies. Hi, Katie.
4: Hi. Um, So I think some of the very best movies ever have been made about sports because they make a super great movie topic and there are a lot of reasons for that. So first of all... um, a lot of movies about sports have a lot of action and suspense and excitement, and it can be really easy to relate to like the subject matter, especially if you play or you like watching that sport. So like football and things, like those movies are really interesting because everybody loves watching football. And um, sports stories, they can also teach great life lessons, and they're super inspirational, and there are a lot of true stories out there about amazing athletes who um, overcame great odds and they achieved incredible things. And um, But I think the most uh, important reason why sports movies are so successful is because everyone loves to root for the underdog, and um, that is a main uh, focus of sports movies. And so uh, I thought in my segment today I would take a few minutes to share with you some of my favorite movies, which have a lot of... Um, pretty much all of them tell the story of an underdog who surprises everyone, and they do what no one believes they can do. So there are a lot of boxing movies, because boxing makes great movie subject matter. And uh, there are movies like Raging Bull, The Fighter, and of course Rocky, which which is probably the most famous sports movie of all time. And everyone loves Rocky, because he's an underdog. And then there's also baseball movies, because it's our American pastime. And there are movies like Moneyball with Brad Pitt and uh, Field of Dreams. And also football movies. Football movies are super inspirational. They're usually about underdogs, like The Blind Side. And um, Remember the Titans. I've watched that a few times. And then, um, yeah, sports movies are usually just super inspirational and about underdogs. And they make great subject matter. So they're really interesting. Yeah, no wow. doubt.
3: Yeah, I think you've introduced like a lot of movies that are sports that we can watch on TV and mm-hmm. just see day to day. But do you have any movies you could recommend that are about an unusual sport that's not usually broadcasted or watched as much?
4: Um, well there's Secretariat and that's about horse racing and um, it's about a woman jockey who uh well usually they're like guys are the jockeys and so it's about like females in sports and it's especially interesting because it's horse racing (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. that's like a the different different perspective both um in terms of sports and in terms of I feel like you know that movie I I like how you brought it up because it does bring about like gender equity like yo you know, there could be a female uh, yeah. protagonist in like a sports movie, and you know, you mentioned the uh, the Blind Side, which I, I love that movie, honestly. But yeah, I read yeah, the book, too. and it's just it's so powerful. But I did I did hear. Um, some that that like the movie itself some some of the parts were definitely like kind of hollywood where it didn't actually happen in the true account and so you know what's your opinion on that do you think it's like better for hollywood to
4: kind of play it up a bit or just really stick with the original story um i think it it can depend because like there's some movies that are like completely based on the truth and those are super interesting but those are just incredible stories and um, those don't happen every day, so I think it is good for movies like The Blind Side where they are played up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and The Blind Side is just, like, a great movie. I love that movie <laughs>
5: so much.
0: <laughs> like, Sandra Bullock and... Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, um, can you maybe... make Because you've listed so many great movies, uh, what are some of your favorites, and, you know, what are they about?
2: Um,
4: I think probably my favorite movie... My favorite sports movie is Rocky, and so everyone has seen Rocky probably, and that's mm-hmm. just about a fighter. He's an underdog and he like he wins a big title and no one thought he could do it. because he, he just put in like like constant effort and he worked hard and so mm-hmm. that can like really teach life lessons. Yeah, I yeah. love. I
3: love how you mentioned sort of this reoccurring theme of the underdog in these sports movies. So I feel like the audience is not only able to connect over their love of sports, but because sports, I feel like are they also they not only demonstrate I feel like physical strength, but also mental strength. I feel like yeah, is a huge component in it. And I think through all of these movies that you've shown, especially Rocky or um, yeah, just like showing the mm-hmm. overall mental strength that they must have in order to do these sports.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah
0: and you know um we we know from like previous segments that uh katie you actually play you know water polo and you swim right yeah and you know there's all of these different like motivational movies about like working hard and really getting there so do you think in terms of like actual sports that that's like true or like maybe in your case or like in the cases of you know others who just go every day and just go and go to swim practice is that like true on an everyday context
4: um i think it is true that you have to work hard and you have to believe in yourself because um, like for swimming, like I used to be really slow, but then I switched uh, swim teams and I started working harder mm-hmm. and like everybody, like people believed in me because like a lot of time, times in sports movies like they have like family members or like mentors who like coach them and they and they believe in them and tell them that they can do it. And so there are people that believed in me. And so I started working harder and I got fast. So mm-hmm. I think it is true yeah yeah oh that, that's such a like you <laughs> think
0: make a movie out of your life as well <laughs> work hard get there and like yeah I feel like I feel like they need uh personally my opinion is that they do need more swimming movies <laughs> and like see like Michael Phelps or like Natalie Coughlin. <laughs> yeah, just like to see that happen you know and so uh, why do you think a lot of you know you mentioned that since baseball is like the sport of America, there's a lot of movies based on it. Uh so why do you think why do you think that there's a lot of movies based on like football and boxing? Is there just like a lot more action than other sports? Or is it like something else?
4: Um I think it is true. Well because everyone watches those sports and so they can relate to them easier like swimming not as many people like swim or and like you can't really watch swimming and so it's just a lot (laughs) easier to relate yeah it's just (laughs) a lot easier to relate to like football movies and because everybody knows like like the basics of the sport and it's not something it's just like something Mm -hmm. that everybody understands and it yeah and so it has a big audience
3: yeah, no, yeah. Def- definitely. Are there any, I'm just wondering, like, are there any movies about certain sports that you would like to see or focusing on certain things or like in the blind side, how they highlight certain social issues within their community?
4: Um, well, I mean, I would love to see like a water polo movie. Yeah, that's just me because I play that. But, um, I think I'm, <laughs> Relatable. I would. Yeah, um. I would like to see more movies about, like, women in sports because there are so many movies about um, men in sports, like football and basketball and baseball. But um, there aren't very many, like, women in sports movies. And so that would be really interesting to see. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Again, like, I I do really love, again, how you brought up, like the horse racing movie with the, you know, the female protagonist, because that's always nice, and there definitely should be more made about that. And so, you know, like, movies like The Blind Side, I feel like it's, um, you know, there's some, like, swearing and, like, objectification. I mean, there's, you know, it's to really put, is to really make the scene, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it might not be as appropriate for some younger age viewers. So do you have any, are there any um, movies that younger kids might like, or can you recommend any
4: Um, yeah, there's Karate Kid, um, so that's about a young kid, and he has, like, he has to, uh, face opposition, and, um, and then there's Bad News Bears, and Sandlot, those are movies that I watched as a kid with my brothers, and they're, yeah, they're about baseball, and they're super interesting, and those are good children's Mm -hmm. movies. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it kind of, you know, it starts the, the, um... work hard thing like really early so it's like come on you can get somewhere (laughs) and that's really nice yeah well yeah i I mean i you know i always wanted to watch the karate kid because there are a lot of like good jokes in that one too yeah Yeah. (laughs) watch that (laughs) yeah wow well these are some these are definitely some like inspiring movies and i i feel like i don't know like sports you know we see it on tv we see it during the olympics we're like oh wow you know it's fun to fun to see gymnasts go around and like flip and you know do somersaults but then we we you know we ignore the real hard work behind that and so I think it's I think it's great that you came up with all of these movies that really you know fit the theme and fit the theme of movies of course and then also fit the theme of expressing yourself and really working hard towards a goal so I think that's just great yeah (laughs) yeah it's a really great segment that you've prepared for us today and that's that's an awesome part of it. So, yeah.
3: um Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say, um, you've mentioned all these great sport movies, and I was just wondering, Katie, if there were any other movies that weren't necessarily sports related that you really enjoyed also.
4: Um, I think probably my favorite movie of all time is Chasing Mavericks. So, well, I guess surfing kinda is a sport, but um <laughs> All good. Yeah, yeah, but I still love that movie because it's just like I mean, I I like surfing, and it's just a really interesting topic for me. And seeing um, like such a young kid um, surfing such like a big wave, and no one thought he could do it. So it kind of goes with the theme. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that is my favorite movie. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I agree.
3: I think, like, just inspirational movies and all where you can sort of relate to the main character, whether it's through sports or just relating to them in general and be able to see them succeed, I think it's just really inspiring and great that movies can really positively influence media.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's just... Um, it's nice when the characters have some flaws as well because then you can kind of, again, like, it's more relatable and it's not a perfect, you know just a perfect protagonist over here doing the sports that
3: they love forever. You know, they have some problems and you can relate to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Katie, for this awesome segment. I loved hearing about all of these different sport movies. Um, Sadly, we're out of time. I'm Maria Wong. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Uh, support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star
0: UR charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk on the gift of movies.
4: The longer you listen, the later it
5: gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
3: Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Maria Wong, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Brigidia. This is a fun show today when we are talking about movies. Sayang, our
0: music magic reporter, uh, she's new and she's joining us now to talk about movies and
1: music. Hi, Sayang. Hi, guys. This is Sayang. I'm revisiting us for the second time with my segment, Music Magic. Without further ado, let's get right into it. It's Christmas season. This time of the year gets everyone excited. The delicious food, the warm, the reunions, the excitement of putting a tree up and tearing into the presents, and so on. Christmas is also a season that motivates the productions to make themed movies for the season. Some movies that are made during the time of the years get remembered throughout future Christmas seasons. A good example that fits into that would be the movie Elf. This famous movie is loved by the young and the old in our country. But, as we all know already, Christmas season isn't the only time when films are presented. It's also well known that not all movies are themed. All the different movies carry different messages, sceneries, and more. Music became so easily available to everyone, and that doesn't exclude the filmmakers. Many movies include music that elaborates and complements the sceneries. The movies portray what we experience or dream of experiencing in our lives. That's why they can be so creative, carry many meaningful messages, and be so entertaining in general. Some think that many movies aren't close to reality at all, but a few of my good friends and I agree that sometimes when we sit in the back back uh, when we sit in the back seat in cars and listen to music without your bus in, we all feel like characters in many movies. Today, in Music Magic, we will be able to dig into the importance of the effects that music as musical aspects bring to mu- movies.
0: Oh, so that's great, Young. Thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit about how movies can really, you know, incorporate music and like, dig into the, you know, you dug into the importance, exactly what you said, uh, the effects of musical aspects Mm -hmm. of movies, you know, and how music affects movies. And so, in which way specifically can music affect a film?
1: For this, I want you guys to do something with me. Don't worry, this isn't anything tedious. First, let's close our eyes and try imagining a movie or two. It doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. Now, let's try to envision how the movie will be like without background music. How's it like?
3: Definitely be less exciting and far more boring without music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less dramatic as well.
1: Yeah, music can add dramatic aspects to films. One way that music affects movies is its ability to support the deliverance of emotions. This adds a special spark to the visual images. This can lead to an audience to another time zone that is presented in the storyline as well.
0: Mm -hmm, Definitely and you know it's really nice because music especially brings out the emotions in us Mm -hmm. with or without uh, movies and when movies incorporate this you know this bringing of emotion into its storyline or its plotline it really does like help enrich the movie experience so how is how is music special in films really?
1: Music can be used to do specific storytellings and or support climactic moments in the film without having dialogues be presented. It's also
3: a very subtle way of setting the mood. No, I definitely agree. I think without music, um, it would definitely be a lot different. So how do the directors of these movies use music in their films? Many directors rely
1: on background music and effects to draw the audience in. They can use music to let the audience focus and be more attentive to the build-offs that occur in most storylines. They also use background music to mislead the audience if necessary and later get them back on track. Sometimes, directors even use to not, even not put music in certain places of the film to indicate a pause, a difference in plot, and so on. They also put music in the beginning or the end of the films to set the mood. The music presented in the ending usually continue on the emotion presented at the ending of the film. Did you guys know that the crews can learn teamwork from music too? Really? How so? Music not only can make one person feel different, but it can bond others together. Movies require actors, film crews, lighting and sound experts, makeup and costume professionals, extras, editors, technology experts, and many more people. The music makers aren't excluded from here. The musicians learn to cooperate with the rest of the film crew and contribute. It's called teamwork. Yay! (laughs) That's incredible, (laughs) yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I remember, um, I heard
0: that in, like, early cartoons, what they used to do was, like, when they needed music for the cartoon itself, they would, like, go over to when a symphony was like finishing rehearsal or like the orchestra was finishing rehearsal and then these orchestra members would just head over to the cartoon like recording studio and just like go in there and sight read a piece to like you know put in the soundtrack and um, that's kind of working together I feel like like the spontaneous getting into the music and I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So Siong how would you summarize what gifts music in movies can give?
1: Music and movies can set up the correct mood that the producers intend to give to the watchers. The presence and the absence of music in certain scenes can notify the audience of a pause, a beginning, and more. The musicians that contribute in movies learn to operate, negotiate, and bond together with each other. Music in movies can bring out and let the audience connect to the reality shown in movies. To conclude, here's a quote from a famous film music computer, uh, composer, John Williams. I find that mu- I find that musically looking back, I have learned much more from those relationships, people I have bumped into that I have admired, and that's the way I feel musically I have learned most in my life.
3: Yeah, that's a great quote. I definitely love all the aspects you touched upon in this segment on how music not only ties together a movie, but it also allows the whole entire cast that's making a movie to work together to create something beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, um, do you have any favorite film scores or soundtracks for movies? And if so, which ones? Because I know for me, I really love the soundtrack from The Secret Life of Walter Mitty in Mm. (gasps) Juno. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really like uh, to listen to soundtracks from like Disney movies when I'm studying because it really helps mm-hmm. me to like, like purify my mind in a way and let me concentrate. Mm-hmm. And I also like listening to the musical Hamilton.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely I um I think musicals especially because you brought up Hamilton I think musicals really have strong soundtracks well of course they have strong soundtracks (laughs) but you know it's just I I really like Les Mis personally and I feel like a lot of the Mm -hmm. songs in these musicals are you know they're purposely meant to inspire you know huge swells of emotions so it's really great that like you know, you you can hum along to musicals and they're just so, they're so powerful and yet you can listen to them in your daily life. And, you know, personally, I think that I feel like movies or music can really inspire like a movie-like premise as well. Uh, Right Mm now I'm part of a youth orchestra and we're working on a piece called Scheherazade, which is kind of going along with the, you know, um, Arabian Nights tales and Mm -hmm. um, really along those storylines. And the music kind of sets the scene for a type of movie, you know, or like a movie in your head really where you imagine what's going on. And, you know, I I think it's cool that music can both be created for movies and then, like, vice versa as well, where, like, yeah. the music itself tells kind of a movie like premise. I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Are there any, I don't know, are there any, like, uh, uh, Hamilton, like, pr- specific mm-hmm. songs from Hamilton that you really like?
1: <laughs> oh, I just, I literally just like all of them, honestly. But to add on, sometimes mm-hmm. the background music can. The background music can be famous with the movie. Like it's not only the music that helps the movie, but sometimes the movie can help the music too. So this mm-hmm. spawns to this ties along to the teamwork idea that I that I presented to you guys earlier as well. And mm-hmm. most people, like that includes me personally, um, remember films by their music. Like if I hear like a famous like famous movie soundtracks I would be like oh yeah I heard that song yeah Jurassic (laughs) (laughs) Park yeah 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 yeah
6: yeah,
1: yeah, the catchy Mm -hmm. ones are like the really well-known ones really let the movie like oh that Mm -hmm. sounds from that
6: movie
1: and it really interests other other like watchers who haven't watched the movie to want to watch the movie more Mm -hmm. which is also which leads to the people learning what messages or good sceneries that movies can present and that's what really that's one of the gift gifts of music I mean and movies yeah
0: I, I think specifically I feel like Jurassic Park and then uh Star Wars I feel like the soundtracks for those yes are really, I think is that John Williams yeah. <laughs> like he's especially you know the quote that you brought up he's so mm. iconic um in mm. terms of what you were talking about earlier where like you know, the music is in tandem with the movie, and yeah, definitely, you know, once you hear the soundtrack, you're like, yeah, you know, I want to watch that movie just because I heard the soundtrack, and it sounds, it inspires a sort of image, so
1: I think it's really cool that you brought that up. Yeah, and many times when working on a movie, if there is a Dancing, director directors will play the music for the actors and background da- background to dance to background mm-hmm. players can
3: talk they have to mime but they can dance <laughs> 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 yeah it's definitely cool sort of how this juxtaposition of not only dance music audio and imagery just everything that goes into a film you sort of see be brought together i feel like by the music mm-hmm. um also just going back to a former point you made just how um, mm-hmm. discovering musicians through music I think it's really cool how through certain movies you're like oh I really like that song and you find out which band it plays and discover even more of their music so I feel like it's just a <laughs> continual process of discovering new music and finding new movies
1: also uh there was a, a Korean drama web series which is which is mm-hmm. which is basically like movies except <clears throat> in different portions and definitely nearly longer. There was a song that was that was presented to the K-pop fans like earlier by this one artist, but then the same song was used at this web series and the series was a huge hit in Korea and people were like, oh, I really love that song. And then now the song that was presented earlier wasn't popular by then. And that was really cool to see Mm -hmm. because it was like a real life example of how music and Mm -hmm. movies
0: can help each other. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it works into the whole like teamwork thing. That's really been like a theme between music and uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you so much, Cy Young. That was a great segment. You know, I'm a, I'm a musician and I love music. So this was, this was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. I love talking to you about it. Uh, during the break, please visit our radio
3: site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. Also, please visit our charity site at org and watch our fun and informative videos at YouTube.com slash are Stay right here as we continue our amazing discussion on movies. We
5: didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
6: On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com.
2: Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
5: Sometimes we may sound strange, but
1: remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Maria Wong. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's on Express Yourself, we are discussing the gift of movies. And I'm Brigitia. Our next reporter
5: is Katie Chu with her Aim to Shoot segment where she examines careers in the movie industry. Hi, Katie. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie, the reporter for Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers. And today I'm going to be talking about movie related careers. So recently in my U.S. history class, we were talking about movies during the 20th century and their undeniable success and influence, particularly during the Roaring Twenties. And just as movies were culturally and socially important and successful back then, the movie industry is a constantly thriving field because we are always looking for movies to watch, always finding a way to put movies into some kind of holiday, especially around Christmas around now. And... When a movie is successful, its creators and workers are obviously also successful, too. And obviously, movies don't come from nowhere. And with every movie, there is a great deal of work and thus a great number of people behind its production and success. And by a great deal, I mean at least a solid 170 jobs. As I was researching the careers related to filmmaking, I came upon several websites that listed hundreds of jobs. And the first one I opened described in detail the role, outlook, salary, and significance of exactly 172 different jobs, including assistants. Of course, we know actors, but there has to be someone guiding the actors, so we need agents. Now, as the actors are acting, we need to be filming them, so cameramen... But if a cameraman or woman is accustomed to filming on land, you need someone who's going to be filming those scenes or photos from the sky. So you need aerial camera pilots, of course, and most movies tend to have at least one or two aerial shots. That's great, but what if the movie includes fighting and requires the use of weapons? How are the actors going to know how to hold their weapons or use them in a way that's realistic that will convince the audience? Well, the directors have armors around who... who are around to show the actors how to use them and make them realistic um, in their acting. And, of course, the main director, while they have a lot of, because they have a lot of responsibility, they don't always have all the time to do the research, film, um, find all the areas and organize filming locations and sets. So they also need an art director and the art director needs an assistant. If the movie includes dancing and music, we need a choreographer. There are so many different responsibilities involved in every movie that there it's really impossible to go over all over. I'll, um, I'll talk, to talk about all about them because there are so many different things that you have to consider when you're making a movie. So obviously the production of a movie is so complex and so detailed. So today I'm just going to be talking about a few. Maybe a couple of the ones that are probably more directly related to the decisions that sort of drive the plot and production of movies. First, although I didn't really know this know this clearly before, a movie producer and a movie director are different jobs with different responsibilities and different details. We even have different guilds, the Director's Guild of America and the Producers Guild of America. So film directors, according to the Director's Guild of America, contributes to all create a all creative elements relating to the making of a motion picture and participates in molding and integrating them into one dramatic and aesthetic whole. So directors are really responsible for this, having this creativity to translate the written script into actual images and sounds on the screen. Obviously we know that even when books are made into movies it's not exactly the same and not all the scenes are exactly perfectly um, parallel and there's changes, so directors are really partially responsible for creating this um, new sort of partially new interpretation and a creative way of expressing it on screen. So during pre-production, directors directors make crucial decisions such as selecting the right cast, crew, locations, and etc. for the film. They then direct rehearsals and the performances of the actors once the film is in production. They're always on set, um, giving out orders and watching and supervising sort of the rehearsals and the performances. Now, they also are re- expected to manage the technical aspects of filming, including the camera, sound, lightning, lighting, <laughs> design and special effects and all that. I mean, there are other directors or other people responsible for this, these separate fields and Separate sections in the movie, however, the director is responsible for supervising all these areas. Now, during post-production, directors work closely with editors and other, other members of the team to really go through all those technical processes of editing and to reach that final cut or version of the film. So with all these responsibilities, the director has a lot of pressure on him or her, especially with having to supervise everything and making those final decisions. And you can expect to start a career as complex as this by getting a little work experience, especially as a runner on a film set or in a production office, before working your way up through entry-level positions. So really, to become a successful director, it's really nice to get some work experience ahead of time and, as I mentioned before, go up gradually over the years. And I mentioned being a runner before, and a runner basically goes around on set doing doing any tasks that need to be done, helping around in any section. And this would be really helpful for someone who wants to become a director because you would be able to become accustomed and familiarized with every section of the set as you work around your, get your way around the set and help with whatever needs to be done. So familiarizing yourself with the process of filmmaking is probably the most important first step toward this competitive and sort of difficult career path. So, understandably, you might expect that film directors don't really get an annual salary. They're paid on a film-by-film basis. And how much a director can earn really depends on the type of films they work on. They can earn between 10000 for a short film to more than a million for an internationally successful feature film. So... As you become more established as a director though you might start taking a percentage of what the film earns at the box office rather than receiving a set fee and this can definitely be a great way of getting paid especially if the if the film is a box office smash so if you become a film director you you are expected to work long or irregular hours and there is a chance of there is a risk with every movie you make because you don't know for sure if it's going to be successful or not but it can definitely be an amazing experience. And there are a lot of people who have really succeeded through this field. But of course the director doesn't work alone in creating this movie and there are producers. So I mentioned before that a producer and director are different. And while their responsibilities are like generally in some form overlap, they are still considered different. So according to the Producers Guild of America, a producer is the person who bears most of the responsibility for a film's production. So even though I mentioned before earlier with the director having all these responsibilities, the producer still has the expectation of and has the ability to have the last say and have create the, decide the most important things, having the most significant decision-making authority over all phases of a film's production. So responsibilities would include Conceiving the premise of the production, selecting the writer, securing the necessary rights and finances, and supervising the overall development process. Now, all these are extremely important for a movie to get started and be successful. So, a producer really does have the expectation of creating or deciding on those most important aspects to get the movie started. So, now, during pre-production, a producer would select the director co-producer, production designer, principal cast, and he or she would also have to approve the final script, schedule, schedule and budget. And then during production, the producer would be expected to supervise and provide onset, on-set advice and consultation consultation. So the producer really does consult and participate in a lot of the movie making and often talks with the director and other significant members of the cast and of the working team. So to get started, it really is worth getting experience as a production assistant or or runner, again, to become a producer because like the director, producer does have a lot of um, a lot of variation in their responsibilities and a lot of pressure on them to be able to work with different people around, all around the set. And now going past the directors and producers, you have those pe- the screenwriters basically who really develop the story ideas, creating screenplays for films. They provide basically the blueprint for the creative input of the producer, director, production designer and composer and editor. So screenwriters do obviously have to be very creative and highly um, highly imaginative in creating this storyline and plot for these films. And they have to do this to um, in strict deadlines generally. And this is one of the pressures of being a screenwriter. However, screenwriters have the benefit of being freelancers. They either pitch original ideas to producers and hope that they will be optioned or sold or they're commissioned by a producer to create a screenplay from a concept tr- from a concept, true story, existing screen work and et cetera. So screenwriters while when they are when they are hired, they must they must reach very strict deadlines. They have the chance of this sort of freedom to create their own ideas or have their have the chance to create ideas for a given given situation. And then, of course, movies wouldn't be able to exist about, without camera operators who really do have a large role in really filming the scene and creating this, the atmosphere for every scene. And this is really a, great, um, a huge part of movies. And you can expect to begin your career as a camera trainee or runner, progressing to second assistant camera and then first assistant camera, and et cetera, to really achieve that role of camera, op- camera operator. So film schools and training courses would offer a good basic grounding in the skills and knowledge required for camera operators because camera operation can require a large a large amount of knowledge and ability to operate the camera. Yeah, so there are so many different jobs related to movie production, and movie production really does require a lot of work, but when a movie is successful the people who work behind it are also very successful. So maybe the movie industry will always have opportunities for you.
0: yeah that's yeah that's incredible um you know I I love these segments Katie because you always put so much information into it and it's marvelous how much research goes into these and we really got kind of a step-by-step going into some of these this movie you know and so you mentioned movie producers and how they're a really important role in making movies uh who are some of the most successful movie producers that you know of
5: well, the most successful movie producers would obviously be the producers of very successful movies. And you have Michael Bay, Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson from Lord of the Rings, and of course, George Lucas, who direct, or produced and contributed to several of the Star Wars movies, and even kids' shows too. So a lot of the mo- successful movie producers are ones that we know, movies that we've heard of. But of course, there's always a risk in the movie industry, and there are hundreds of movie producers out there who are waiting to get their chance in the starlight. <laughs>
3: Well, thank you so much, Katie, for this really informative segment. I am so sorry, but we are out of time. Please be sure to stay tuned to our next segment during the break. Please check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be the Star You Are 501C3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. More information under events at our website at btysa.org. I'm Maria Wong. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Uh, Visit
0: ExpressYourselfTNRadio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on the gift of movies. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
6: You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America
3: Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about movies. I'm Maria Wong.
0: And I'm Brigidia. In this segment, Joven Handel, reporter for World Watch, will talk about how movies can make a difference and motivate people to take action for our cause. And today, he'll be on with his special guest, his sister and a veteran head host of Express Yourself, Hannah.
7: Hi, guys. Hey there. Hey there. <laughs> hey, all Happy to be back again on Express Yourself. Now, with today's show being based around the gift of movies, the idea came to me to highlight some key instances in which filmmakers and actors were able to use the medium that they were most familiar with, movies, to draw attention to some topical issues around the world that needed to be addressed. Movies can have the ability to unify people towards a common, benevolent goal by drawing people's attention to an issue, and I'd like to to use today's theme to talk about movies that tried to do just that. Now, a big example of this would, first of all, be the 2015 film Beasts of No Nation, which was actually Netflix's first original movie. This movie was filmed in Ghana and focused on a West African civil war. And the main character is actually a child caught up in this war. In fact, the movie follows this child, who was brilliantly portrayed by an actor as young as I am, and focuses on the ramifications of these types of wars on children. Primarily, it focuses on child soldiers, which are a big problem around the world today, especially in Africa, where the movie takes place. Three years ago, the United Nations set out to eradicate the use of child soldiers all over the world by the end of 2016, but we can now see that that has not happened. In fact, in Africa specifically, the use of child soldiers is only on the rise. The use of child soldiers is very popular by sadistic leaders, unfortunately, because these children can be molded at a young age and brainwashed to serve a certain goal. As this occurs during a child's formative years, the child will often continue to fight in these sorts of needless and bloody wars throughout their adult life as well. The most horrifying part about this is that before being viciously taken away from their families, the children are often forced to actually kill a close friend or relative, permanently scarring them. A British organization named SOS Children has reported that over the past 10 years, approximately 1 million child soldiers have been killed. 6 million have been seriously injured, and 10 million have been subject to some sort of trauma. From these numbers, it is clear that child soldiers are a huge problem that the world should certainly be focusing on, and I applaud the film *Beast of No Nation for trying to draw attention to it. A further film that helped draw public attention to an important issue was the 2004 movie, Hotel Rwanda. It focused, it focused on the 1994 Rwandan genocide, in which hundreds of thousands, possibly even over a million people were killed. Before the film, there was little to no awareness of the genocide in most places, and therefore there was little helping provided to survivors and families of victims. This film helped increase awareness in America especially, and then-President Bush even met the subject of the film and helped ensure support from America in the years to come, including financial aid. Finally, I'd like to finish this list off on what will probably probably be the most well-known film out of the three that I've mentioned. Steven Spielberg's 1993 film Schindler's List. Now, before this film came out, the disgusting movement of Holocaust deniers had been picking up steam for years. They would often receive media interviews, and as we've seen especially from the recent presidential election, there really is no such thing as bad publicity. A lifelong Jew, Steven Spielberg had wanted to adapt a novel detailing the remarkable life of Oscar Schindler to screen for a long time. Over the course of making the film, he relived much, through much of the trauma he had faced growing up, such as encountering anti-Semitic bullies, and he actually broke down himself after arriving at Auschwitz, the most famous Nazi concentration camp. He made it a priority of his to cast many Jews in parts, and some of the actors he had casted had actually been born in or suffered through concentration camps. For the famous epilogue scene, he gathered all remaining survivors of Oscar Schindler's rescue efforts as a way to allow them to pay their final respects to the man who had saved their lives. After the release of this movie, the public response was so overwhelming that Holocaust deniers were firmly banished to the fringes of society, where there are unfortunately still many today. Spielberg refused to take a salary for the film, instead he viewed it as an opportunity to tell such a miraculous story to millions of people. Both Spielberg and the studio thought that this movie would flop and not make very much money. However, once it did make hundreds of millions of dollars, Spielberg used many of the profits to establish the Shoah Foundation at the University of Southern California, which has now worked tirelessly for over 20 years to make sure that we never forget the horrors of the Holocaust. Anyway, after reading up on these films, I thought they would make the perfect story to talk about for today's theme of the gift of movies. Together, these movies were gifts to millions of Americans around the world as they focused the attention of the general public on many different issues that severely affect many, something that we should definitely be looking at during this holiday season.
3: Wow! (laughs) That was real, that's, this is such a great segment, Joven. Um, I haven't even heard of the first two movies and I really think it's great how you show how so many of these movies can advance these social causes and really make them prevalent in today's world and especially in American culture so what's your opinion on um, what do you think the significance what role do movies play in American culture
7: uh, well, they are certainly a giant part of American culture. When you think of some of our, for example, most recognizable characters, you'll think of Mickey Mouse, Star Wars characters, Indiana Jones, uh, toys from Toy Stories, all of which come from movies. And the movie industry, especially just movie theaters, the ind- the box office industry is over $10 billion yearly, and that's just movie theaters. Um, people often watch movies at home and et cetera. The movies are a huge part of American culture, and therefore, um, using them to advance social causes is definitely a noble cause.
8: Right, right. You know, and I think another way we can look or you know analyze the situation is to look at how maybe films, particularly historical dramas, can give insight into modern day trends or help us understand our current situation from kind of a historical perspective, which is incredibly important because, as you know, history is our greatest teacher. And, you know, as I say this, what I have in mind is the recently released film Loving, which is a historical drama that was released in early November. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it um, features Joel Edgerton and Ruth Nega um, as the two plaintiffs in the huge Supreme Court decision in the 1960s. Because at that time, as many of you might know, interracial marriage was prohibited by state laws. Mm-hmm. And that was the Supreme Court decision that finally invalidated that. And so I think this movie is just another example of using film in American culture to give us some some perspective of where we've come <coughs> from. And then again, how far we have left to go.
7: For sure, and it come, and this movie specifically that you just mentioned, it definitely comes at such like a perfect time too, with just last year's uh, ruling, Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage as well.
2: Yay!
0: <laughs> and you know, it's um, I just I uh, throughout this, uh, throughout this entire like week of Express, or like this segment of Express Yourself, or like this entire show, yeah. we've been talking about how, you know, movies really inspire emotions in people. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's just great that this segment was all about how, you know, that inspiring emotion in people can really get out a certain message. And there's also, I think, we, we yeah. watched one in uh, AP Euro where it was, I think the movie was called Suffragette, and that was, it really put into perspective the entire movement from a, a woman of the time and it just it does as you guys have said like really put things into perspective and kind of al- it kind of allows you to live through um the eyes of someone who's in the midst of the experience you know and really like yeah. experience through their shoes you know or like in their shoes what's going on and yeah. so it kind of creates you know like a sort of empathy mm-hmm. towards totally. was going on at the time yeah that really brings kind of an awareness to mm-hmm. a cause and so you know transitioning into this or like transitioning Mm -hmm. from this why why are movies like why do you guys think is it the music or is it like the scenery other than the perspective why are movies such a good medium for kind of advancing social causes
8: yeah well i do have to comment on what you just said because i think that is so accurate and what comes to my mind is i'm a little late to watch this but the documentary blackfish Um, I don't Ah. know if it was it was all around, um, it was released I think in 2013, so it's been a minute but it was about Tilikum, which was a killer whale that was captured I think off the coast of Iceland and he's been responsible for numerous human fatalities at different animal parks and this film was all about trying to put an end to the, the horrible treatment of these animals in these parks where they're made to work for hours and hours on end, subjected to all these unnatural conditions and To your point about putting you in the perspective or in the shoes of something that you normally wouldn't be able to see the perspective of. I mean, this movie really took you through the life of these orcas. You got to understand what kind of cramped conditions they endure day after day and how they're made to work and how they're treated. And so I think that that ability to shift our vantage point is a key asset of movies
7: definitely and these sorts of movies as we were talking about earlier they really can inspire change like so this movie blackfish that they're talking about that was one of the biggest driving forces behind sea world uh not using any more killer co- whales in, some, in their shows or anything like that and so it really is kind of amazing to see how these movies can actually affect real change
6: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah really and um and, you know, I, I'd i like to see how SeaWorld is doing now in terms of business. I feel like, yeah, I feel like after that movie and, you know, there was such an yeah. uproar about this whole thing. And, like, I think oh, yeah. zoos as well. Yeah, they brought, like, attention to all kinds of, like, animal mistreatment. That's, you know, it's really good because we're able to kind of halt this kind of thing in its tracks, essentially, with yeah. movies. And so it's not, I feel like, you know, movies are looked upon as entertainment and, oh, it's something you see in your free time. But you know, they can really kind of change everything. Oh, completely. And so, you know, do you guys have any other maybe like favorite movies that are kind of, you know, either just fun or like really going into social causes? Any other favorites that you guys want to bring up?
7: Uh, One example would probably be Wall-E. Wally, um, Ooh, I used to yeah. really love that movie when I was younger. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> and that, as you guys probably know, focused on environmentalism, overpopulation, uh, lots of different other topical issues, a uh, climate change stuff like that, and again, comes at a very topical time too.
8: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if I? What I think is so interesting is in that is that even you know animated films or child films they really touch upon important themes that relate to all of us i mean i think this year i loved finding dory that was, oh, I was, yeah. you know, people in the theaters for that one and you know that that showed so much about family and connection and you know how dory's parents never gave up and you know
7: it, 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 and
8: extract themes like that and see how they're applicable to really every age you know, every gender every person all over
3: Yeah, well, thank you so much, Jovan and Henna, for such a great conversation that I think really shows how movies really are gifts to the world. It's time to say farewell, sadly. We are off, and thank you so much to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guest reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Maria Wong. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the
0: world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, enjoy your movies, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and
6: express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Jesus.